when you see new people who are uh, in the middle of the most difficult circumstances, stop being afraid of death and start serving others as they get who Jesus is. It is amazing to see. This is Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company with Ed Cannon, president of FEBC, an inside look at the ministry going on around the world. Today, Ed Cannon sits down with Viktor Oktorov, our director for Eurasia, to talk about the crisis created by the war in Ukraine and what FEBC is doing to minister to people. Welcome, Victor. It's good to be here, Ed. Thanks. Hey, you know, I wanted to share with the uh, listeners that just a week ago, you and I were together in Kyrgyzstan and Kazakhstan, and we used that opportunity for that visit to draw uh, Edward from Ukraine, FEBC's director from Ukraine, and Alexei, FEBC's director from Russia, together for some time away from their day-to-day jobs and talk about vision and strategy. But the important thing I feel about that meeting, Victor, was that unlike the world powers where Russia and Ukraine as countries are divided by war and um, aligned by their hatred for one another, FEBC staff serve together as allies against the greater war of the fact that people don't get an opportunity to hear the gospel. And to see those two guys together, co-laboring, loving one another, uh, working so hard to see that other people get the gospel was quite an encouragement to me. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, it is. It is always an encouragement to me. I, I know both of those people really, really well. They're my my um my best friends and, and to sit together and realize you know all the pain sometimes mm-hmm. i sit with russians and ukrainians and i have to be between them you know i'm i'm not a small guy so so <laughs> i need to be between them so so they don't don't yeah. hit each other uh and and here we just uh, we just uh, sit and, and strategize about what God can do in in both countries and how we can help each other, and uh, of course our our uh, Russian team has a lot more experience in using uh, the online tools. We we have specials. We started earlier in Russia, so so we really our Russian team really invested in Ukraine, especially when the war started. It was so so good to see how. Uh, as you said, despite all the differences, all the political uh, stuff, uh, all the all the war, all the pain, uh, all the suffering, we are uh, focused on one goal, which is mm-hmm. inspire both Russians and Ukrainians to mm-hmm. and to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. And you're doing a fantastic job. Let's share with our listeners a little bit more about the specifics of our ministry. I know our ministry in Russia has quite a history. Uh, you and I often speak of the uh, volumes of letters that FEBC Russia Ministries has received over the years from our shortwave broadcast. And, uh, you know, so many, I I love to speak about the fact we were getting so many letters that the local post office said you need a, a post office box. And we got P.O. Box 1, La Mirada, California, which is still our mailing address, uh, and baskets full of letters that you answered, every one. Uh, and and then the Russian government kind of took away some of our local stations, a big AM station in Moscow and St. Petersburg. But you guys have adapted, moved to different platforms. Now you're on social media uh, and, and the web. So tell us a little bit about the history of the ministry uh, of FEBC in Russia. You know, it's great. Um, we, we still have some of those letters. 
uh, hundreds of letters, physical letters that you can touch. And, and they're impressive when you see a bunch of them. Today, we receive as many responses a day as we used to receive a month. Yeah. Uh, and and those are representing the people, people who are listening. And mm-hmm. uh, most of our listeners in, in Russia are non-Christians. And that's intentional. We are a Christian radio for non, non-Christians, non-believers, mm-hmm. gospel radio, missionary mm-hmm. radio. So that's um, that, that means that we have to speak their language yeah. and, and they listen to us. And it is amazing how many of them are responding, especially in these times. And nobody wants to think about Russia as going through difficult times. Russia is the aggressor. And that, that's how people see them as, as evil. But the people who are living in Russia, yeah. uh, they're scared. Uh, uh, millions have left. Uh, young people don't know what to do. Nobody wants to be drafted. Uh, people don't know how to deal with the government. Uh, how to uh, how to find truth? Generally, you know, um, propaganda is so relentless and so brutal. Mm-hmm. It is it is hard to see what's happening to the people. And when they hear if ABC broadcast, and we are sharing a simple gospel message, but uh, sharing it, you know, to them, understanding where they are, so they they feel that this is something totally different. This, this is something. Mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. and so many of them are uh, are responding to the gospel and uh, we now had uh, have to increase our counseling team as people are responding to uh, to, to the people individually yeah. because they, they want individual attention as they ask those questions and ask questions about God about the gospel about how to start following Jesus so many more responses in difficult times which is which is a usual thing but for us it's a historic moment to to yeah. be there for people as they suffer for yeah. of course different reasons than ukrainians but still yeah. uh, still open to the gospel you know i'm so grateful uh to hear that um your ministry is working so hard to support the local people of russia you know many of the problems in the newspaper the evils of the attacks by russia into ukraine makes people unsympathetic to the needs of the average person on the street, but it's not their fault. The hundreds of millions of people in in Russia still need the gospel. They still need hope. And you haven't turned your back on them because what their government is doing. And I'm I'm very grateful for that, and particularly that you see all these responses. And so people are looking for uh, the only hope that they can find in the middle of a difficult situation, which is uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was just talking, as I mentioned, to to our Ukrainian director, and uh, at our meeting, I I kind of mentioned that my heart aches for Russia, and we really care about Russia. I I really do. And he was sharing with me, and he said, you know, we were kind of joking about it. Uh, so, oh, you support Russia, and, and this and that. But but Edward, our Ukrainian director, has told me, well, I uh, care for Russians as well. Uh, my heart also aches for 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 them as mm-hmm. uh, as as their minister mm-hmm. to Ukrainians and also to Russians it is it is amazing we are beyond borders we are yeah. serving the people yeah i'm glad you mentioned too uh, this notion of having counselors available to the people who write in or text in or email in in, in russia that's a similar concept that you're using very powerfully in ukraine so switching from russia to ukraine uh, that's a ministry that's essentially an outgrowth from your FEBC Russian ministries because you broadcast into Ukraine in the Russian language for many years. But about eight years ago, you started broadcasting in the Ukrainian language on FM stations. 
um, and that has really become popular. So maybe just chat a little bit about that ministry and how it got started and how it's evolved to where it is today. Well, of course, in Ukraine, we now have eight uh, operating stations uh, that are working today. And one of them is in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And that's where about 25% uh, of the responses are now coming from. It's okay. such a powerful station, such a wide reach of, you know, 5 million potential listeners. And mm-hmm. a lot of them are responding to us. And mm-hmm. um, we had to increase uh, our team from five people to now 35 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cannot handle the response. And it is... It's just amazing to see how how God is using our counselors. Um, and, you know, not some of them. Every single one of them are suffering as well. They're, you know, sleepless nights and, and they're going through difficult times. And I, I just received a picture from one, one of our counselors as, as she's saying goodbye to her husband who is going back to war. And she's ministering to people who are, who are in need. And um, recently I visited... Um, we were actually visited uh, the apartment of uh, our um, coordinator for uh, for for the response team, and and she was at the moment counseling someone, and she told us to be quiet, and we walked in, and uh, and she was talking to to a thirteen year old boy, and she was saying, "Hey, Nick, no, 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 Kolya, this is this is not suicide. Is never is never the answer," mm-hmm. and she was just you know pulling him out of. Mm-hmm. Jaws of death, uh, a teenager. It is, it is was such a holy moment as as we were sitting there listening to how God is working mm-hmm. through this lady, and this is happening again and again and again mm-hmm. every every single day, mm-hmm. and um, and people uh, listen to us and they call us because they need help. They they feel um, that that we have something to share that nobody else has, and um, one guy. Oh, McCall uh, just just received it a couple of days ago. A joyful guy, and he was able to uh, visit our studios in Kiev as he was on a little vacation. He's a soldier, so he received one of those paper uh, leaflets where we have our QR code, and he started listening to us. and And he became so interested, became a Christian just just in a few weeks, and then and then he started actually out of his soldier's salary buying radios and sharing it with yeah. uh, his fellow soldiers. He says, this is real life. This is real salvation. This is real God. This is the answer to all our problems. And yeah. and he's he's doing all of that on his own. So he came in and, and we uh, we started, uh, you know, of course, helping him with radios mm-hmm. and, and pamphlets. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it is stories like that that show you uh, how valuable, how how unique the gospel is. You know, sometimes we, as, as Christians, we kind of, we don't forget, but gospel becomes, oh, it's, a, of course, Jesus dies, uh, died for our sins. It, it's it's great, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you see new people who are uh, in the middle of the most difficult circumstances of their life, stop being afraid of death. Stop being afraid of, of uh, their family being ruined. Uh, stop being afraid for themselves and start serving others as they as they get truly get who Jesus is and they start ministering out of that yeah. place it is it is amazing to see and of course we have um, hundreds of thousands of those stories yeah. Yeah. it is amazing you know sometimes you know i talk about stories and they kind of look similar you know mm-hmm. and some somebody became 
became a Christian, mm-hmm. got excited, you know, helping others. And there are so many of them, it is almost casual, but yeah. every story is unique and yeah. powerful. Yeah. In my relationship with Victor, I hear a lot of these stories, and, and we talk a lot about these 35 counselors that they've got that are answering questions and text messages and phone calls. And I recall not too many weeks ago, uh, the biggest problem we had was Victor was forcing these counselors to take some time off because their passion to serve Christ was so great that they were working extraordinarily long hours with no rest and dealing with emotional issues that are uh, a real burden to listen to. I mean, some of the stories you shared with me are people calling in where a family member, a young daughter is bleeding and there's no available first aid care. Uh, They don't know where their son is or their husband's been drafted and she hasn't heard from him. I'm going to read just one letter, uh, Victor, to give our listeners a flavor for the depth of the complexity of these kind of uh, needs that the people have. A, a man writes in, my city has suffered a lot during the war. It barely still exists. My wife just told me she wants a divorce. My mother died while she was abroad, and now I take care of my ill father. I don't really even know if God exists. And so as a a counselor gets a phone call or a letter like this. Can you imagine how difficult it is to deal with that? And when you've got uh, 12 or 14 calls like this in a given day, uh, it, it, it's not easy. So we need to pray for them. But I know too, Victor, your broadcasters, not just the counselors, but the people that are putting the broadcasts live on the air, they're putting themselves out there as well. Uh, several are doing broadcasts from bomb shelters or from train stations where people are seeking shelter or even from the front lines talking to soldiers. And several of your broadcasters have been drafted into the military, but it doesn't keep them from serving because as chaplains in the military, they're still putting their broadcasts out. So uh, the commitment by your staff is hard for us in the United States to even comprehend. Yeah, we have five people who are now drafted from our team, most of them uh, as um, as chaplains. And and I was just talking to one of them, Max, and you know him well. Oh, He's yeah. this, you know, young, uh, exciting guy who is, you know, very good communicator. And now he's seeing what he's seeing, real life, real man, real suffering. Uh, but he says, my, uh, my ministry is deepening. And it's widening because you know he's he's able to. And then sometimes he comes to to the studio and he uh, he shares those stories uh, with our listeners. And and God is blessing that tremendously because you can feel this is real. Yeah. You know they're in the midst of it. And yeah, uh, you, you're so right as uh, you know remembering our broadcasters because they, you know, you don't sleep at night and you hear rockets uh, flying by, exploding, and then in the morning. You go back to the studio and do this joyful, full of hope, yeah. amazing radio program. And it yeah. is tax. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think what we've done is just crack the door open slightly to our listeners to be able to begin to try and understand what it's like living in the middle of a war situation uh, and, and carrying the burden in that situation to broadcast the gospel effectively to these many, many people who, who need to hear it. So I would encourage you all to pray for our staff in Ukraine, pray for our staff in Russia, pray for Victor specifically as he has an enormous burden on his heart uh, to do this work. 
uh, and he continues to strategize and improve and and work on ways that we can even reach more people more effectively with the gospel. Um, I'll turn you to uh, febc.org, our website, and you can look there for any updates on Ukraine and Russia. There's quite a lot of information there. We have some video testimonies from our broadcasters, and and um, it, it gets you even a little bit closer to what's really going on. Anything else you want to share, Victor, before we wrap it up for today? Well, uh, I, I would ask people to pray specifically for, for the young people because more than 70% of people who respond to us online are people un, under 30 years old. And more specifically, uh, please pray for, for the kids. About 10% of the responders are, are children, and it is very, very difficult and very rewarding to share the gospel with them. And I can tell you a mountain of stories how they... Uh, young kids becoming friends of Jesus, we can mm-hmm. we call it that. And and the stories are very hard, but very inspiring. Yeah. So please pray for them. I'm sure they will. And you know what, Victor, we'll end this on a high note by saying, I look forward to having you back in a few months or whatever it takes when the war is over and when the sun has come out again over the country of Ukraine. And we can tell great stories about how God has used this horrific circumstance to bring more and more people to himself and uh, and we'll have a little celebration that day and do another recording. Amen to that. Ed Cannon speaking with Victor Oktorov, FEBC's director for Eurasia. Pray for these men and pray for those on the ground ministering every day in that war-torn country. They need our support. More information at our website, febc.org, including updates on Ukraine, febc.org. Until All Have Heard is a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company.